Carter Conlon from the historic Times Square Church in New York City. It takes to change a nation is one person, one person, history has proven that, who lays hold of God again, one person who won't back down, one person who says, I'm not taking no for an answer. One person that says, I know who God is. I know what he's done and I know what he can do. Just one person. Thank you for joining us this week for A Call to the Nation with Carter Conlon. In Genesis 26, 12, we find Isaac redigging the wells that his father Abraham had dug years earlier. And when the Philistines saw the prosperity of God upon the life of Isaac, by doing so, they became jealous. But instead of drinking the water from those same wells and possibly prospering also, they decided to fill the wells with dirt to make the children of Abraham as weak as they were. Here's Carter with more of the story, with a message titled, More Mighty. There's a season in the scripture where there was a young man who was possessed by an evil spirit and the disciples couldn't do anything about it. And Jesus told them when they asked him, why couldn't we cast this spirit out? He said to them, this kind can't come out but by prayer and fasting. And I thank God we're getting back to where we should have never left in the first place. Back to prayer, back to fasting, back to believing that all of the evil wants to grip this and the next generation. We're going to believe God to break that power of hell. We're going to believe God to bring victory and freedom once again. I'm personally believing God for an awakening, a spiritual awakening, not only in New York City, but all throughout this country. And we're standing with so many who are with us from various countries where you're believing God for an awakening as well in your nation. We stand with you. I happen to believe there's going to be a great end time harvest before Christ comes. One more time, people will turn to him. I thank God for that with all my heart. I want to read to you from Genesis chapter 26, as I share just for a few moments on thoughts on faith and prayer, beginning at verse 12 of Genesis chapter 26. Scripture says, then Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. And so the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and they filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and they found a well of running water there. So important for you and I to understand, just as Abraham was, we are called to be a blessing to all the families of this earth. We're not called to be an argument. We're called to be a blessing. We're called to have something of God emanating from us and flowing from us that cannot be produced by anything of this world. This was the promise to Abraham, which of course was ultimately fulfilled in Jesus Christ being born from his lineage and you and I being born again 
because of the cross of Christ 2,000 years ago on Calvary. It's interesting. It says the Philistines envied him. Now, Isaac, of course, is Abraham's son, and he's carrying on this tradition of being a blessing to all the families of the earth, just like you and I are. If we are, by faith, as the scripture says, the children of Abraham through Jesus Christ, then the calling on my life and on your life is to be a blessing. Where I travel, there's to be freedom. There's to be hope, there's to be life. There's to be something sovereign that can only come from the hand of God. That is the call of Christ on the church of Jesus Christ. We're not called just to occupy a seat somewhere in a house and just sing songs on Sunday and Tuesday. We're called to make a difference in our generation. And by God's grace, we're gonna get back to that calling again in our time. Now, scripture says is the Philistines as a type of the godless who occupy the place where we travel. Where Isaac was traveling, there were godless people. There always will be godless people. They're people of the earth. They're people that are born of another seed. There's something inside of them that hates the things of God. They hate the ways of God. They hate the will of God. They hate God. And the Philistines saw the prosperity of God that was on the life of Isaac. And they envied him. And the interesting thing about the Philistines, as Abraham was traveling in his initial journey, he was digging wells and he was drinking from these wells. And when the Philistines made the assumption that there's this blessing that's emanating through this man that's called of God to be a blessing in the earth and through his lineage. And they made the assumption if we just fill these wells that they've been drinking from, we can stop this power that is, that is challenging our authority. It's challenging our power to dominate the earth. The children of darkness want to dominate this earth as much or more than the children of light do at times. And this incredible thing, you know, water was a commodity in those days. You needed water to live. And if there was a well of fresh water, for what heavenly reason would they ever fill it up with earth? Other than, when I read this, I have to assume that they thought this is where these people are drawing their strength from. So if we fill these wells with earth, then technically maybe they will become as weak as we are. You would think that they themselves would drink from the well, but they had to have recognized it came from the hand of God. Jesus himself said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And he that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And so the Philistines knew this, they saw it, and they knew that the children of Abraham were more and mightier than they were. The children of darkness sometimes are wiser than the children of light. They know that we have a might that this world has nothing of. They can't touch it. They know it comes from God. And so to try to stop it, they have to fill up these places where we are finding our supply of strength, where we're finding this provision of God. So in our generation, the Philistines have come and they've filled up the well of life in our schools and they've filled up the well of life in our colleges. They've filled up the well of life everywhere they can, trying to stop this possibility of people drawing from this well of life that God has provided us through Jesus Christ. And then Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us. We are mightier than we are. We don't want you dwelling in our borders. There's a recognition among those that are lost that there's something of God 
that only his own people have access to. And they didn't want their dominion challenged. They didn't want their darkness illuminated. They didn't want their power to propagate evil broken. And so they said, go away from us. And you and I are living in that kind of an environment again today. Where the children of this world are saying to the children of light, go away from us. We recognize your history. We know the places that you have drunk from in the past. We know the strength of God that has historically come to you and been yours. And we don't want you interrupting our lifestyle. We don't want you interrupting our sin and our pursuits and our new definitions of right and wrong. So go away from us and get away from us while we take every possible source of supply and begin to fill it in with the things of this world. It's the best thing that's ever happened to the church of Jesus Christ. Thank God that we are finally being rejected by this world. Thank God for it with all your heart. Hallelujah. I want to tell you why it's a good thing. It says Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar. And Isaac dug again the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. And he called them by the names which his father had called them. As the church of Jesus Christ, being rejected by this generation, by the grace of God, we're going to go back and we're going to dig the wells again where our strength always has been. We're going to start by digging again the well of salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We're going to dig again into the victory that he won over sin, hell, and death on that cross. We're going to dig again from that well of salvation. And we're going to draw from that well. One more time, by the grace of God, we're going to draw. We're going to draw from that well where you and I are promised a new life in Jesus Christ. We're going to draw from that well of separation from sin and being separated to the purposes and the power and the newness of life that are ours rightfully because we have come to the cross and trusted in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. He doesn't need seven steps to this and 16 steps to that. He's a new creation. The Spirit of God has come upon his life. And one more time, we're going to draw from that well that promised us the power to live a new life. We're going to redig and redraw the well of self sacrifice. That well that says, it is reasonable for me to give my life as a living sacrifice for the purposes of God. It's not unreasonable, it's a reasonable thing for me to do. It's reasonable for me to take up my cross every day and begin to follow my Savior in the pathway that He has for my life. It's reasonable for me to drink from that well of self-sacrifice that says I'm not to live my life for the benefit of myself on this earth, but for the benefit of others. We are going to redig that well and we're going to draw from the power of God that's found there one more time. We're going to redig the well that's called the will of God. Not my will, but thine be done. Not what I think my life should be, but what you have outlined it to be. Not asking Christ to come and bless my plans 
and bless my image of myself and bless my own ambition, but to lay that down by the strength of God and to take up the new life that he has given to me and to walk in the pathway that he has set before me. We're going to redig that well and by the grace of God, we're going to draw from it. And we're going to redig the old fashioned well of prayer and fasting, believing God again to break the bondages of darkness. And by the grace of God, we're going to draw from the well of victory. It's not my victory. It's not my strength. It's nothing to do with me. It's everything to do with Christ in me, who is the hope of glory. We're going to redraw from that well of victory. And we're going to march through this land one more time, bringing that victory, bringing that living water to everyone who thirsts. We're going to call out as Isaiah once did, ho, everyone who's thirsty, come to the waters, come and drink, come and drink freely. You who have no money, you who have no strength, you who have no power, come to this well of God's salvation and begin to drink of the living water again. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that Abimelech has told us to get away from him. Thank God that this world no longer wants anything to do with the church of Jesus Christ because you and I are going to redig the wells of our Father. We're going to redig the wells of our salvation. It also says, Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. Hallelujah. It's not stagnant water, it's running water. It's fresh water. It has a never ending supply. It doesn't go dry no matter how many people drink from it. Later on in the chapter, it says, the Lord appeared to him the same night, this is Isaac, and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear for I'm with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord and he pitched his tent there and there Isaac's servants dug a well. They dug a well at that place where God says, don't be afraid, I'm with you. Don't be afraid, I'm with you. I will bless you, I will multiply you. Christ died to give us victory. And we're not going to settle for defeat. We're not going to whimper into some cave and just hope it all goes away. No, just like David's mighty men, we're going to come out of that cave and we're going to be ready to do warfare in the name of Christ. The scripture tells us they pitched their tent there, they built an altar there, and they dug a well in that place. God's promises to me will be true. God's promises to you will be true. And so we're going to dig a well there. And we're going to rise up out of weakness. We're going to rise up out of self-focus. We're going to rise up out of self-pity. We're going to rise up out of captivity. We're going to rise up out of this endless thirst that is never satisfied by anything in this world. And we're going to drink again from the well of our salvation. And we are going to be a mighty army on the earth one more time before Christ comes. I believe that with all my heart. Praise God. I believe it with every fiber of my being. 
Christ will have a church and his church is a victorious church. We are not destined for defeat. No matter who tells us to get lost, we are not destined for defeat. And we're going to dig those wells again. We're going to draw from those wells and we're going to be a mighty army in this last generation. We're going to take our children for the kingdom of God's sake. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God. We're going to see strongholds broken. We're going to tear down thoughts that have exalted themselves above the knowledge of God. We're going to pray and God is going to be God one more time. That's who we are. That's our heritage in Christ. That's what it means to be part of the church of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And the victory is to the hungry heart. The victory is not to the mighty. The victory is not to the noble. The victory is not to the naturally wise, although they're not excluded from it. No, God has called to himself those of us who know we need a savior. Those of us who know we don't have sufficient strength to finish the journey before us. Those of us who know that the only way the selflessness of our own hearts is ever going to be broken is by the power of another life being lived out inside of us. That's who's going to get the victory. Glory to the name of Jesus. We're not going to let this generation die while we're still here. New York City is not going to hell while there's still 1,800 people fasting and praying. There is no chance. I am not surrendering this city to darkness and neither are you. We're gonna stand, we're gonna pray, we're gonna believe God, we're gonna take it in the closet of prayer. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Stand with me, please, if you will. Mandy, would you come lead us in prayer? And we're going to believe God for a spiritual awakening in New York City, a spiritual awakening in America, a spiritual awakening in other countries throughout the world. But we are going to believe God. We're going to stand on the side of faith. We're going to go home and dig whatever well you've got to dig. You get home and dig it tonight. You dig it. You get in this book and you dig that well. And you draw from that power of an endless life that is now inside of you because of Christ Jesus. And let's you and I believe God. Oh, folks, all it takes to change a nation is one person. One person. History has proven that. Who lays hold of God again. One person who won't back down. One person who says, I'm not taking no for an answer. One person that says, I know who God is. I know what he's done and I know what he can do. One person who can set 10,000 to flight. That's all it takes in your home, your neighborhood, your family. One person, just one person. Remember God said through the prophet Ezekiel, I sought for a man that I should not have to judge the nation. All God was looking for was one person who would believe that he could still be merciful, who would believe that he was still God, who would believe that he still had enough power to push back darkness, even though it was swallowing the testimony of God. All God looks for is one person. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The message that we bring to our generation is that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. But you and I can't bring that message if we're bound. We can't bring that message if we're living 
in a place of compromise or personal imprisonment, shortcoming. And so there comes a point where we've got to drink from the well of freedom. If Jesus said that we should be free, then we should be free. If he said it, then that means there's no prison door can hold us. There's no wound of the past can continue to bind us and harm us. There's no lie that can destroy our future. There's no blindness that can keep us from seeing the will of God and watching it fulfilled in our lives. There's nothing the devil can do. No captivity that has not been broken by the cross of Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to ask something of the people here and those that are with us online. There comes a point in your life where you just have to get up and say, enough of this. I'm out of here. Christ died to set me free. So I'm going to be free. I'm going to walk in that freedom. And you have to make the choice. You make the choice to walk away from ungodliness. You make the choice to take that glass of whiskey out of your hand. You make the choice to put that magazine away. You make the choice to turn off that television. You make the choice to not go to those places that are sapping away your strength. You make the choice to get up and get out. And when you make that choice to get out, God will give you the power not just to get out, but you'll start drinking of something of his life. Then you'll find out you're not just getting out, you're getting into something. We ought to be a free people. We're to be a supernatural people. We're called to be a demonstration of the reality of God in Christ Jesus, not just an argument about him, but a demonstration of who he is to our generation by God's grace. You have to make the choice and God gives the power, but you and I have to make the choice. Otherwise we're just hobbling into the church week after week, hoping to make it through to the next Sunday. And that's not really a testimony. That's the beginning of what should be a testimony. If you're hobbling in, you should be jogging out and giving God glory for who he is. Thank God. And we sing a song in this church at the end of every prayer meeting on Tuesday night. No more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I'm free. You make that declaration, it doesn't matter how you feel because it's not about your feeling, it's about what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago. So you sing it by faith, but you believe. Believe that you have the power. This is going to be an incredible moment in history for those who have the capability of understanding it and laying hold of it. Christ is coming. Christ is coming. And he's coming soon. And he's coming for a bride that's ready. He's coming for a bride that says, go out to meet him. The son of man is coming. Go out to meet him. Hallelujah. Some of you are in some very, very hard places. You're in restricted countries where it's, it's even dangerous to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for being with us. And others that are in towns, you're lonely. 
Maybe there's not much in the way of spirituality in your town or your situation, your family, but we want you to know that you're not alone. There's people from a hundred nations who gather and fast and pray for you and with you every Tuesday night. So tell your friends about this prayer meeting. Go online and take a look at what God is doing. You can look at the answers to prayer and you'll see that God's answering prayer in a wonderful way. Tell your friends about it. Go out on Facebook. Let everybody know about this prayer meeting. Let them all know that God is answering prayer, that Christ is calling to his church one more time. Amen and amen. The message today has been brought to you by Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. For more information, log on to tsc.nyc. That's tsc.nyc. Plan to be with us next week for A Call to the Nation with Carter Conlon.